Season 2, episode... Dun, oh, <laughs> 16! <laughs> it's the hero's journey of comics. Is this the adventure you've planned for me? Braving the winding road of geekdom. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. Sharing our advice... He believed that his example could inspire. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy. And exposing our mistakes. This is all going to end badly. Everybody has an agenda. Welcome to the Show Me Comicast. You're listening to the Show Me Comicast. I'm Tim Pickerel, digital media producer for Show Me Comics. And I'm Jordan Taylor, and sometimes I write, but I hide it. I don't post it on the internet, clearly, but I'm still writing, so you can't hold me accountable for not putting it on the internet at showmecomics.com, where I also write comic book scripts that are turned into graphic novels that you can buy for $9.99 at showmecomics.com. Do it. And I'm special guest Chris Nays. Chris Nerf Herder Nays. <laughs> so- Nerf Herder? <laughs> Who's scruffy looking? <laughs> So what we're talking about today is a writer-centric episode, but it was we always disclaim this is important to artists, too, because artists and comics are storytellers. Um, but Sam is not with us again, but we've brought back super fan, Chris Nerf-Herdernays. Woo! So we want to talk about something today called uh, case studies. Tim, you went to college, right? Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) For audio production. So tell us, what's a case study? Did you ever have to do anything like that? I know what a case study is. I'm trying to figure out how to make it a definition. All right. We'll wait for half an hour. How about let's not do that? How about (laughs) you you tell us what a case study How about you tell us what a case study is instead? All right. So a case study is basically, think about um, something where they say... In my degree was in computer science, okay? Mm -hmm. So if they say installing this uh, antivirus software is a good idea, and here's what antivirus software is, here's how it works, here's what it does, study it, blah, 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 blah. Here's how we implemented it for X company. Yeah, you get to the end of the chapter, and it says case study. And Mm -hmm. it'll say, in 1999, company blah, 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 didn't realize they had a vulnerability. And it'll tell you about some real-world scenario where the topic that you're learning about uh, was either done wrong or done right. So you can you know, kind of have like a little bit of buy-in at the end to say, oh, this is a valid thing I should learn about because, hey, look at those jack wagons over there that messed it up. Um, so, And they do it a lot in economics. Uh, a ton in economics is saying... You know, here's this economic principle, and here's a case study where, look, real world, somebody messed it up kind of thing. So you never did any audio case studies where it's like, here's where somebody had too much cowbell. Uh, I don't remember. That was so long ago. I don't remember. (laughs) Definitely not Guns N' Roses' debut album (laughs) because there was just enough cowbell on that. Awesome. Christopher Walken was pleased. Yes, he was very much so. Appetite is known for its cowbell, <laughs> or they weren't like uh, you know. Here's a case study where a song is too long. November rain, <sighs> absolutely. 
Could not agree more. Oh, November. That it was too long? Yeah. Oh, I disagree. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it's, it's not. Awesome. November rain is is fine. It's, uh, what's the video where he's swimming with the dolphins or whatever? What's oh. New Pussycat by Tom Jones? <laughs> I don't remember what It's not funny. patience, but it's like. Never mind. This isn't. We're the going. Never mind. We're going on an Axl Rose tangent that we should have never. You're <laughs> off the Axl. All right. So, <laughs> I, we want to do a case study today, but our topic that we're going to really fast forward and say we learned about is um, where do you draw the line between a backstory and your story starting? Uh, as you know, as a writer, you should. Uh, develop characters and world build and do a lot of those tasks that involve a lot of writing but it's like the the pre-production on a movie that you do before you start filming right the writing is the filming and this is the simplest piece of advice i've ever heard but i think it rings the truest and you can kind of use this as a governor on yourself it is in late out early so I can think of a time where that we weren't out early if you think about uh, the return of the king the last Lord of the Rings movie mm-hmm. so right when they're in Mordor and the volcanoes going all around them and they're finally triumphant and they have those last words you think that's the end beautiful that's a wrap is that where the movie ended? Not so much. <laughs> there's, a, there's about three or four endings after that. I'm not dogging it, but we no. definitely weren't out right. early. Right. Um, but what we really want to focus here on in this episode is where to draw the line between your backstory and where you should be in late. Because the in late makes it very interesting because you're hearing all these like names and places and historic events that... Um, you know, kind of like in, make this richness to your story without having to be explained. Now, there's a pitfall you can fall into here where you want to info dump your backstory. So you're like, here comes Tim Pickerel, the son of Dave Pickerel. And you're like, whoa, okay, the son of Dave Pickerel. And then they're like, and Dave Pickerel. And then they go into like, 16 paragraphs of Dave Pickerel's yeah. there's description. A, there is a point where it's overdoing yeah. it. You're not, all you need to know is he can bench press 350, or 300, 250 pounds. Nice. So you're uh, not really that's in. impressive. Thanks to our artist, Sam Richardson. <laughs> well, he's a personal trainer. You can look him up on the web, and you can bench press 250 pounds. If he was here, he could plug himself. <laughs> um, but if you go in late by introducing Tim, and then you go to his dad and describe huge chunks out of your story but you're not really in late we want to focus on that making the backstory rich while not info dumping on somebody that's what in late really means so our case study are you ready for this i'm ready are you ready chris i'm more than ready all right insert star wars sound effect here to get everybody jazzed Or the very first few bars of the oh <laughs> of the song, you know, sure. or the theme specified, or just some <laughs> that kind of stuff. Right. You know? That can be no. an extra at the end. <laughs> uh, 
that's Chewbacca. If you, that. that was pretty terrible. <laughs> that but, was pretty you know, nice. This is all going. Well, that I, thought that, I thought that was a X wing. So, uh, our case study is going to be Star Wars episodes one through six. We can't pass judgment on seven yet because our time machine's broken because Protocon's a lazy bastard. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sorry, sorry, you're not lazy. Stand down. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so no time machine fixed. So, we're going to focus on the six episodes that we have. Let's just do a round table. Let's start with Tim. Tim, where do you think the backstory should have ended and where should it have started? Where should the, backstory where should, where should the actual in late story started? Episode four. Oh, okay. So like he originally began. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I totally. agree. Chris, what do you think? I definitely agree with that. Um, I think that he, you know... My personal opinion is that they could have been a lot better. Uh, you know, he did give us three more movies than he ever could have. You know what right. I mean? So it's not like I'm not grateful that I got more Star Wars in my life. But at the same time, it seemed like more of a... Um, a story that he loved and not a story that he thought we would love. Right. That makes a lot of sense. I have a specific rule against prequels in general. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Unless your prequels go... Unless your world building is enough where there's a whole history of things that happened, nothing should ever take place before your main story because all it can do is ruin the majesty of your original story. Well, here's the problem from my point of view, especially as a writer, is every story needs backstory to make it rich and engaging. The problem with Lucas's uh, one through three movies is the backstory was completely fabricated after the main story Hmm. because the main story was the original backstory. He didn't write backstory to the backstory before he wrote episodes four through six. So when he went back, now it was reverse engineering. I'm going to, yeah, there's a guy named uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. That sounds good, you know. Right. And, uh, the Count Dooku. And- yeah, and Gungans and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just also, it was backwards. Right. Which... I, I mean, probably could be done well, um, but not very often. Right. You know, you usually want to start with your your brainstorming ideas are the backstory. Your world building ideas are the backstory, and then you get in late and you're in drama. The problem is he, you know, reversed the bar and tried to make all the technical backlog into drama. That it wasn't originally written to be dramatic. Mm-hmm. I think the the main issue with Star Wars in general is that George Lucas always stated that Star Wars is about Anakin Skywalker. And I get that. I, but... I, I I get his reasoning for it, but when you watch the original three, it's about Luke Skywalker. Right. It's not about Anakin. Yeah, Anakin Skywalker. You find out at the very end is Darth Vader. Darth Vader's kind of this vague intimidating person. The only thing the prequels could have done if you're focusing on the Anakin Skywalker character is ruin Darth Vader. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the you know his, the Darth Vader character only really gets his depth at the end of Empire. Yes, yeah. you know what I mean. Other than like that, that's where just... it really kicks in, where it's like this is much deeper than I, I thought it could and be. What's mm-hmm. ironic is that makes you want to see the story of Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. But then the story of Anakin Skywalker doesn't give deliver. you anything. Yeah, right. And I think here's one of the problems with that. Like I said, it didn't originally have a backstory. So, right. do you when you watched the first Star Wars? Oh, which you, one are we talking about? The A New Hope. Okay. When you watched that, you knew that Luke had a father who died, mm-hmm. who was an amazing pilot. Yes. Who also used the Force. You knew that. He was being raised by his aunt and uncle, and all of this was a result of that in late kind of thing. Yeah. You knew that he was the heir to a tradition of Jedi's, mm-hmm. and all this information you knew, and you just picked it up kind of like... Yeah, it told yeah, you enough. Because the you're back- just kind of along for the ride. Yeah, because the backstory was so rich. Right. You knew that Obi-Wan Kenobi was General Kenobi. Which means he used to fight in a war. You could keep expanding this. You knew all the stuff that made it so intriguing and so rich. Now look at Phantom Menace. Gwaikon Jin. Do you know anything about him? Nope. Anakin Skywalker's mom. Do you know anything about her? Nope. Besides that she's not uh, around, so you, I guess, yeah. you just assume that she's dead or... Or maybe I'm remembering. No, Anakin's mom's around in the first episode. Yeah, do you know? No, no, I mean in in four, you oh right, right, you you don't really know, or does he explain? Uh, If we don't know now, then we definitely didn't know the first time Uh, we watched. It's been a very long time since I watched. Luke doesn't mention his mother until Return of the Jedi, and he just mentions that he has no memory ever. See, that's why I just but so you just don't really know about her at all. You go into episode one, and he's really hammering it down your throat about who all these people are. Yeah. You know. But uh, let's go to Darth Maul. Yeah. Do you know anything about Darth Maul? Besides that he's a Sith, you don't. You don't know anything. You don't know what planet he freaking came from. You don't know what race he's supposed to be. One of the great lines in number four is, he's more machine now than man. And just that is like, oh, so he's a cyborg, you know? And apparently he didn't start out that way. Something happened because he's more machine now than man. These simple little words tell you. And he only wrote those words because he had rich backstory. Darth Maul probably didn't write a lick of backstory for that guy. Yeah. So when he went to write the script for episode one, it's like, Oh, and we're going to need an antagonist that's kind of on par with Darth Vader. Darth Maul, here we go. Starts off great. He looks amazing. He's cool, yeah, visually. Give him a fancy lightsaber like you've never seen before. But imagine if you had had some sort of backstory where, like, um, Emperor Palpatine bought him as a slave. Mm -hmm. Or something like that, you know? So every time you see him rush into fight, it's just like, oh my gosh, that guy is... You know, just made to do that. What a burden kind of thing. You almost have some kind of richness to his background. And that's just one example I just came up with on the spot. Mm -hmm. But, you know, or what if Darth Maul was a psycho 
And in his race with that face, that menacing face, is actually a super peace-loving society. And this kid had some sort of mental mutation. And he was just like killing people left and right. And Palpatine was like, wow, what a talent to come out of a peace-loving society and be that psychotic. I got to have that guy. Yeah, took him under his wing or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, but n- we didn't even get a single inkling of anything like that. You right. Know? You're less along for the ride in episode one than you are in episode four. And you also, I think an underlying thing of when you are going to approach those those prequels, they can really never live up to the legacy yeah, of those other that's movies. A, that's another topic. Yeah, in general, it is for sure. But, but even in when you're thinking about the story and or how good the storytelling is, or coming in later, going out I, early, or anything like that, we're we're saying that because we're older and we saw the original trilogy first. Mm-hmm. We're My, not just old codgers, though. You no, know? But what like, I'm saying there's is legitimacy to what there, we're saying. There's legitimate. Yeah, there is. But what I'm saying is. If you watch these in chronological order, like if you started with episode one and mm. went through episode six, there's no majesty anymore because all the all the questions that you had in the original trilogy are answered. So by watching the first three, you're not along for the ride for four through six anymore either. I mean, when I was in grade school, I even heard people saying, kids saying to each other, Luke, I am your father, before I had seen any Star Wars you know, movie. I just so re- it was spoiled for me when I was like <laughs> ten. But I yeah. just re- I just rewatched four through six the other day, yeah. and I was like, "Wow, that still holds up. <laughs> like, I, it's pretty I good." And it. I know what happens. Yeah. Um, maybe the, maybe the I'm just, certainly didn't ruin the series for me at all. Maybe I I'm just a fanboy, though. I'm probably Empire just a fanboy. For me. <laughs> Yeah, um, Empire is my favorite. Well, you got to delete the special features. Let's not harp on George Lucas too much. <laughs> Instead, let's transition to myself and start beating up on me. Okay, let's beat up on you. So let's do uh, where our backstory cutoff line is and the in laid out early. I made a big mistake that I actually learned from and rectified. Um, because if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know that there are two versions of our graphic novel, Hafu. There's one that we made, like, geez, almost 10 years ago now. It's over 10 years now. Yeah, and the, yeah, Ninjetti, and the one that we made uh, more recently, which is for $9.99 on ShowMeComics.com, and will blow your socks off. Uh, this graphic novel is essentially the same story, but told more masterfully, I would think. And one of those is the in laid out early. The way I started the original one was by having narration of this is what happened before I was born mm-hmm. for the main character. And it was basically saying, my dad and my mom were so in love, you know, and then he mysteriously vanished and brought and basically kidnapped me and brought me to Japan and then told me that my mom died. And then that's where the story started to go from her point of view as a kid. Mm-hmm. So if you apply in late out early, that's all really rich backstory. And the fact that there was this relationship and then apparently it went bad. The dad became a kidnapper. Holy crap, this is a lot of drama you think in a backstory. But it's just backstory because the main character is not there yet. Mm-hmm. 
Where I needed to start with was the main character. And if we're in her viewpoint, does she know any of that? If she's being <laughs> if she's being lied to, she doesn't know. Yeah. Um, so and when I rewrote it, I just started from she's living in Japan with her dad. I I was in late. I moved the portion of the story that needed to be backstory out of the comic. Mm-hmm. It was so, a little too on the nose, I guess. The first go around, yeah. Go ahead as a fan. I mean, you've read. Uh, I didn't read Ninjetti, but you've read the new one. Yes. So, what do you think? Did it seem like I got the inlate down? I think you approach you. You definitely had the right approach writing wise. You know, it kept me interested throughout. Um, it's been a little bit since I read it, but as as far as I can remember. I, you know, the the background came at a steady pace. It wasn't, it wasn't just, here's what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it was almost like the Luke, I am your father moment. Mm-hmm. Because she, and spoiler alert if you haven't bought it yet. So I just you turn it, should have turn it off, now. buy it, read it, and then push play. But uh, she believes that her mother is dead. And then... Uh, she gets closer and closer roped in by her dad until all of a sudden she's surprised like a bombshell. Mm-hmm. No, your mom's still alive and everything you believe to be true is not true. And that's the exact same that thing that happened in Empire Strikes Back. It's like, okay, I'm going to say these really simple words, Luke, I am your father, but that's just not going to tell you that I could be your father. It's going to shatter everything that you knew to be true mm-hmm. up to this point. And you have to question everything that yeah. you've ever believed before. So imagine yeah. if George Lucas, back to our case study, okay. had not done in late out early for those first three movies. And the first three movies he makes are episodes one through three. What the hell happens in episode five? When he says that, well, I think when he he wrote those prequels, he would his intention was to give more depth to everything that happened. Later. Yeah, no, he wrote it all together. Yeah, like it, not detailed dialogue wise, right. but he wrote one through six. He had the canon. Yeah, and he decided to start filming at four, mm-hmm. which was a really good decision. Yeah, in hindsight, for sure. Yeah, but I think the problem uh, was after that, he tried to make backstory into story, which you really can't do. You know, mm-hmm. Are there any other prequel-type things in comics or movies or books we can think of where they made a prequel and the prequel sucked because you don't make backstory into story? Here's an example of a prequel... To a series that didn't go so hot, at least not for me. Uh, but there, the reboot of Battlestar Galactica on the Sci-Fi Channel was probably the best science fiction series I've ever seen. And then they went back and tried to do a prequel story about the birth of the Cylons, called Caprica. I don't know how the whole se- the series as a whole went. I, just I know it got canceled. It did get canceled. It didn't <laughs> so last. That's how se- it went. It didn't last a season. Or it was a really short season. Star Wars Episode One was a TV show, but it got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they normally do 
a very short first season, so maybe they showed a few episodes of it, and then it was... Yeah, I think it was like it might have only been ten episodes. Either way, they did a full two-hour pilot, and the pilot just didn't capture me. I had absolutely no interest. And in if it. you don't get people with the pilot, then you're kind of screwed, right? And you were a big fan, a huge fan of Battlestar Galactica. I wanted to see Caprica really badly, and mm. so what didn't work? <laughs> the characters weren't engaging. It didn't take place in space. Was it anything about you can relate to in laid out early? I guess as far as the inlaid out early, I don't I guess I don't really want to know the history of the Cylons. Because the way they do it in the show is gives enough mystery to it that I don't want ruined by saying Here's how the Cylons got created, and then I don't even know. I guess it got canceled before the Cylons became human-looking. But it's like, I don't I don't care. It's, right. They were more intriguing I'm, I'm more when intrigued they were by the fact that there was a war yeah. before that started again as opposed to the initial war. Okay. I see that. So that's kind of another example of backstory that you try to make into story. It just... It doesn't work if it was created as backstory originally. Mm-hmm. Chris, any examples? I, I mean, it all goes back to the Star Wars. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. Oh, actually, we did the. Uh, there's the another example is the Walking Dead novels. Um, they, I believe. They go with the comic book kind of canon because mm-hmm. it's two. It is two separate. Right, yeah. Uh, the the governor that you see in these novels doesn't really match up to the governor that you see in the comic books. He's kind of a. I guess I would describe him as sort of a. Um, a goofy villain. He's kind of a B, um, a B movie. Yeah, yeah. Psychopath kind of. Right. He's kind of uh, campy, campy, bumbling a little bumbling. bit, but he's also really out there, like malicious. Yeah, and in the novels, he's. I, I believe that they were trying to go for a sort of transformation story. Like this is how he became so. Um, Sadistic. Sadistic and, uh, you know, just all around terrible person. Uh, And, you know, I I even read novels pretty regularly and it it just, it didn't do it for me. Here's something that's interesting that you bring up The Walking Dead. Perfect example of in late out early. Mm -hmm. In late, they're zombies. Yeah. Not... You don't get the build up. Twenty all minutes of hey man, I'm coming in the back of the seat of the car with me, and then, mm-hmm. and then uh, oh, and then an old farmer walks well, up and steps on a spike, and a uh, very short setup. Yeah, it's super short. Yeah. So um, yeah, you don't get what's going on while Rick's in that coma. It's like you are. So what, in the I, middle what of I was trying to say was so then some farmer, you know, trying to beat on the rainy window of the car with the teenagers going at it, steps on some radioactive spike, and then he's like, <laughs> and then he's the first zombie, and then by the end of the show or end of the movie, there's lots of zombies. That's you missed the montage. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my it goes god! From radioactive farmer to <laughs> why isn't there a zombie creation to, uh, montage in a movie? Yeah, there should be, and it should involve someone uh, working out a la Rocky. <laughs> it definitely should. <laughs> All right, we're making a movie. Show me comics is venturing into film, which we'll never produce because we're such slackers at everything else. I'm happy to have been the. the uh, the, <laughs> the inspiration, spark. Yeah. the spark of your first film, which oh, will sick. never happen. So, in the spirit <laughs> of in late, out early, 